from Her- postal. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, we're out here. Let's try this again. Okay, you start. From Post Loudness, this is Open Ended, where two best friends blur the lines between fact and fiction. Hey, everybody. I'm Cher. And I'm James. And this week, we're going to talk about residencies because i just did my first residency and it's all i want to talk about because residencies are great <laughs> hashtag residencies i know it's like it's like your first day of school all over yes again. it totally was it was like camp it was like you know that first like thrill of like oh my god i hope everybody likes me or oh my god i'm gonna be the annoying one of the group i'm gonna be the one they write home about saying like or subtweet on you know saying oh this bitch is always talking or uh this girl's always wanting to like start a conversation or uh this girl she's always in the bathroom when i need to be in the bathroom like i'm always super conscious about that stuff but it wasn't like that at all everybody was beautiful and wonderful and uh i loved it okay so where was residency (laughs) So um, I did a a little over a week residency at Ragdale Foundation, which is about 30 minutes outside of Chicago in Lake Forest, Illinois, which is a very strange little town. Reminded me a lot of Stars Hollow in the way that like there was a little town square. Um, they had a fountain. That is so true. <laughs> um, they had like, you know, little cute little shops everywhere. Complete with like not that many black people. Oh, I was I was like the statistic. <laughs> I felt like, yeah, I am the brown person. Like I came off the train and I was like, yep, that's this is about accurate. And like the whole idea of like them, you know, not locking their doors and stuff like that it just wasn't a thing they did just very tranquil very idyllic community and you know, i'm always prone to be pessimistic and a little kind of you know sardonic uh, and cynical about every experience that i get into at first but almost immediately i felt at ease everyone else who was in the residency with me i think also felt that way like what's going on why i'm in the wilderness where are the buildings why are all these white people so nice things like that (laughs) (laughs) it was just kind of like um i don't know but it was really fun just to be able to just be part of a small group of people for a long time and like not a long time, it was only about a week, but it felt long and short at the same time. The project is called It's All Relative, and it's going to be a show about brown siblings operating in white spaces. So the overarching story is going to be a story between my, my sister and I and our upbringing and the ways that we interacted together and also separately within white spaces. And then it's going to be three parts, including each episode will have a different set of siblings experiencing um, similar interactions or completely different interactions with either one another or with my sister and I in the way they react or have navigated within white spaces. What's your name? Yeah. And how old are you? Yeah. Well, you're a pretty little girl, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that, huh? It's coming along and just doing a lot of research and just my own family history as well as where we grew up and the schools we have attended and just a lot of other um, research that I've been doing for script writing and just kind of getting and kind of create a whole world within 
these stories. I know what it sounds like in my brain, and in my brain it sounds amazing, but making sure that what I want to convey on the piece gets from my brain and onto like the screen and into the audio piece. So like, what do you feel like you took away the most from it? Just like I was mentioning before, the different producers, there was nine producers on the residency and then there was two mentors. So it was about 11 of us who were pretty much together for the seven days we were there. And it was great, but I think the biggest thing I took away is just like scheduling, being true to your schedule. And I think the first three days I was really good with my schedule and then I needed a break because I was just kind of exhausted. Sure, sure. Yeah, and then the last three or days, I was a little more loose, a little more flux with my schedule. And I think the first three days, I was my most productive because I stuck to my schedule. And then the last like ha- back half of it, I was a little more loose. But I think when I was looser, I gave myself more time to be not just engaged with my other cohorts, but also engaged with my brain. In a way that I hadn't let myself do the first three days because I was like, okay, you're going to get this done, you're going to get this done, you're going to get this done. And I was hitting my to-do list, but I also wasn't leaving room for flux. And I think by the back, hand, the back end of the week, the, sh- the story, the arc, everything that I had um, been working on pretty much in the first three days was almost a total 180. Like when I first came in there, I was like super dedicated about like this is going to be a six part series. It's going to have this <laughs> many people. It's going to have this kind of construction. It's going to be, you know, this episode is going to have themes. And I was very like, you know, in my box of, you know, timeline and scrutiny. And I was going to have it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be perfect. And then I let myself break away from that a little bit and further and further away from that and then before long it turned into a different show something that um i'm excited about something that won't actually break me and i think that's why i was so enticed to do the story because it's not it's evergreen it's always timely it's never not going to be a situation where i can not talk about race politics because unfortunately we live in a world where race politics are always fucking relevant so um and that's i know there's like no time like there's no time you can't like not talk about it it's like oh yeah i feel like like we can never talk about race ever again because it's over yeah, you remember exactly. you remember that post-racial America we were promised, sir? Oh, I remember. It was the glory days, you know. I remember just sitting on my L train, you know, not being sat by because I don't want to sit by a black woman. So I was just like, you know what? It's cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I live in a post-racial world. That's her choice of want to sit next to me. It's cool. Yeah, it's fine. I'm only sitting on the train, but she doesn't want to sit next to me because, you know, oh, God forbid if I, like, you know, touch her thigh. You know, it's fine. You know, we live in a post-racial world. Yep. So. Yeah, but in that, um, but also just, like, going through just the story, it opened up a lot of wounds that I hadn't actually let myself Ain't or allow myself. truth. To, on working on personal projects, dude. Oh my god! Like I was kind of just like, I got hella militant by the end of the week, <laughs> and it's like, and it's also like lingered like all this past week too. Like post residency, I've um 
been just hyper aware of my interactions with people that I um, work with on a day to day basis. And it's just like, yeah, okay. What do you mean by that? I don't want to be this person, but like since the election, even before the election, um, I have been kind of just super aware of my interactions with white women. And I have several, not not even a lot of white friends, particularly white (laughs) women friends. (laughs) Sorry. Yep. I'm going to be that person. (laughs) Reverse racism. Um, (laughs) Reverse, reverse. reverse. Um, So... That's oh a, man imagine if like fly to the left fly to the right was actually just about politics oh my god that's how i feel like i'm doing this is what that, that has been my week the casper slide has been my week oh, as far man. as my navigation through white america um <laughs> hey casper slide the party line my god my god so like but i like you know it was wonderful to um just be in the residency because the only white woman in the program who was seen day to day was not outside of the Ragdale Foundation members was Sarah Geis who works with Third Coast. Hey. She was it. Hey, Sarah. And like she's a great white woman. Everybody else was kind of just like <laughs> Yo. <laughs> she's a great white shout out to Sarah Geis. She's great. great but like she was the Sarah. only white woman that I was interacting with. And it was lovely in a way that I hadn't really realized until I was thrust back into a space where I was confronted with a lot of different white women and a lot of their temperaments and it just was triggering in a way that I didn't think it was going to be until it happened it's like oh fuck I'm like dealing with some like real like (laughs) some sort of not PTSD but almost PTSD (laughs) it was just like um it's it's amazing like how much that on the daily you have to kind of like silently adjust yourself for other people that you realize like when when you're not doing that like it feels good it feels relaxing it's like one less thing to worry about yeah and it was just like oh i could just like i felt like my shoulders were less tense on the prairie like you know i could just be silent in my life be outside and be silent and there was a moment where i was sitting on the porch and it was it was a covered porch big beautiful porch and it was raining outside yo i thought you said colored porch i'm so sorry mm. <laughs> james <laughs> tea green <laughs> not today <laughs> um i mean maybe it was a color porch i was on it but um hey. a um but no the covered with a v the covered porch and it was raining outside and it was just lovely to be like in silence and be in nature and just like breathe and i felt like i was breathing at ease and in a way that i hadn't done in a while and it was wild because I didn't, I guess, what forever trauma that I was experiencing outside of that, it was like coming to like fruition. And, you know, it was just coming to the surface. And I was like, I cried a lot and I gave myself time to cry and just dealing with the interactions that I have been, you know, have pretty much had repressed since childhood about my interactions with certain people and also just living in a mixed family almost like like a detox of a kind of just like bring it to the surface and try to like you know get it out yeah the residency was it was a life affirming in a way that i didn't think um it would be especially since like you know you think oh a week that's no time 
shit gets real in a week like <laughs> yeah i know i'm so happy like you you seem so chill after it all so yeah. i just can't wait to hear more of the show it's all relative keep an yeah. eye out for it y'all mm-hmm. so before we hop into our open call we're just gonna take a little bit of a break we gotta pay them bills you know what i mean so, gotta pay them bills gotta pay my telephone bill gotta pay my automobile <laughs> so we'll be right back just like stay tuned Hey friends, we want to take a quick break to tell you about one of our sponsors today, and that is Field Notes. It's this cool little notebook. I think Cher, don't you carry one around? Everywhere I go. I know. And they're like so fucking beautiful. They're US made, they're memo books. Um, They have like a cute little calendar out in the front of them. And they have like these cool seasonal limited edition ones too. Um, I've seen these like cool little red, white, and blue colors. If you're feeling America, I mean... I don't know why you would be right now. So, but if you just like the colors red, white, and blue, they're kind of yeah, cute. Yeah, I have a current one that has a Chicago flag, which is also red, white, and blue, but it's a pastel blue. Yeah. Or a, like, maybe, I'm not sure exactly, maybe powder blue is probably the, the correct color on the spectrum, but I love it. I take it everywhere and it's almost finished. So after that, I kind of love how my fingerprints and the oils from my fingers kind of make it like dirty and make it completely my own. If you find yourself in Chicago, you can check out their offices at 400 North May Street. Or if you're not in Chicago, or if you just don't feel like leaving the house, like I know I'm right in my house right now and it's a beautiful day out, go to fieldnotesbrand.com. Hey, Cher. Hey. You know what time it is? It is open call time. It's open call. Open call time. It is open call time. So if you're unfamiliar with open call, open call is where we give a shout out to what it is that we're feeling this week. It can be a concept. It can be an idea. It can be a thing. It can be a piece of media. It's whatever we want because it's our show. So we always start off with you, Cher. So what are you feeling this week? I've got two things I'm feeling this week, but they both kind of intersect. So I'll start off with the artist who kind of like got me feeling some type of way in a good way, though. Her name is Saprit Kalon, and she is based out of Seattle, Washington. And um, I had a few friends who were here in Chicago the week where I was at the residency. Open engagement also happened at UIC Malma Mater. And she was um, had an exhibition there, and it's called The Coalition of Docile and Agreeable Femmes of Color for the Continuation and Propagation of White Fragility. And Hell yeah. Let me tell you how much this is giving me so much fucking life. Like, holy shit. You should check out her website at Saprit, that's S and Sam, A, T as in Tom, P, R, E, E, T, K, A, H-L-O-N dot com. And you can learn about all about the coalition of docile and agreeable women of color for the continuation and propagation of white fragility. Again, she's based out of Seattle, Washington. And they have she had um stickers and postcards basically explaining, you know, about how insulting and also um just condescending white fragility can be. 
<laughs> and the sticker that's on my computer as we speak is tell me about your white suffering. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And love it. you know, so yeah, much. just you know, it's just tell it's me been getting it. me it's just getting me th- it's just getting me through, but also what's getting me through and this coincides with that is shout out to my women, my black women friendships. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God! Like, oh, I, I've been congreg- we've been congregating in on um, the office. This is some office, and it's a great space. I love it. Um, we work out of here. Postlatinus is based out of here, and I've been working a lot here this week, working on some other projects that I'm starting and ending, trying to just like get my shit together a little bit. But my black female friends here have been really what's gotten me through this week we've been having like little lunch uh sessions and just chatting and just it has my my face is clear my credit rating is better my glow up (laughs) is real like it's just like revitalized me in a way that i have forgotten that these friendships are for me it's been wonderful we've just been able to talk about whatever and having that freedom without having to like you know explain every reference or explain (laughs) every you know infliction or just whatever it's just nice to have that like freedom and you know as a woman of color as a black woman of color it's just nice to have those friendships around to continue and just you know solidify my agency because i think at so many times when i'm not necessarily working, not just in this space, but like any space for that matter. There's always that that gap that, you know, it's unspoken gap, but it's there and that doesn't exist when I'm with them. So it's been really good. It's been good for me this week. It's been a nice transition from the residency, which is very visceral as far as my emotions goes back into a space where it's like, oh, here I am again operating in a white space. It's been nice to like have my people with me. So yeah, shout out to Saprit and shout out to my my black girls. What about you? So I'm giving a shout out to footwear, particularly Birkenstock sandals. And the reason why I'm giving a shout out to this <laughs> <laughs> is because I got my first pair about a month ago because I told myself, damn it, this is the year that I get myself like a proper pair of sandals and get something that feels good on my feet. And I will tell you, nobody told me, Cher, that like when you first get a pair of Birkenstock sandals that they hurt like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's a whole breaking in period. Like, Yeah. So nobody told me that. And Did you get some blisters? I didn't get blisters, but I was just like, yo, why are my feet hurting? So then I was talking to a friend about this and he was like, oh, yeah, no, you got to you got to break those suckers in. And I'm like, what do you mean you got to break them in? But then like after a week, they feel like they're just hugging my feet. Are you wearing Birkenstock with socks? Yes, you are. No, definitely no. not. Come on now. I'm not That's wearing fashion. socks. That's hell fashion. No. What the hell That's do fashion. I look like? Am I a savage? Fashion. Um, <laughs> it's high fashion. Friend, I'm not but- a savage. I'm not a savage, bro. Like I'm just feet, feet, feet hanging out, and it's great. I mean, like that paired up with my new jorts, and I'm just like, I'm feeling free. I, I literally just like before starting to record, I just came back from the bodega, and I literally felt like, um, like peak daddy, 
mode and I was just like I had like a cap on had a t-shirt had some jorts had my sandals and I had like two tote bags on the way to pick up you were so New York oh my god you know the what transition I'm, was swift as fuck I'm not even gonna you tell you so New York now my the god. tote bags it was a WNYC tote of bag and it was a Riverhead book tote bag oh like I was god. just like you are so New York like you, you the completion is done it was finished <laughs> quick too my god it was it was wow. so quick it was so quick yeah, it was really, just like really you quick. were, I, you're like I mean I've always said that you were a New Yorker living in the Midwest. Like that's just how <laughs> it's been. Like you, you didn't even know you were a New Yorker until like you know. So I'm gonna put this in the show notes. Um, but um, please like when uh, and always remember like we're also gonna get much better to show notes. I promise. Um, but yeah, so like uh, check in your uh, podcast player. I'm gonna drop this in here. But there's this great YouTube of Commuter Barbie. Have you seen this share? no well oh my god it's so funny so it's basically like a comedy sketch and it's like called commuter barbie and it's just like a barbie commercial with like uh this black girl and this white girl and they're like playing with commuter barbie but it's instead like so many commuter new york tropes everything from like the books that they carry to the tote bags like it's it's fucking hilarious her hair is still wet her hands smell like pennies grab the pole ew it's so sweaty catch up on her reading listen to podcasts this barbie life if anyone asks she finally got around to swing time a multi-layered tour de first smith luminous prose jumps off the page alexandra schwartz at the new yorker called it smith's best work in a decade we get it. You actually read the New Yorker. Yeah, and so does Barbie. So what you're saying is, if you want to see James as a Barbie, <laughs> you go to this website. <laughs> Yo, I don't have a Strand Books tote bag yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. Oh, man. Episode 86. We did it. Yeah, we, we did, did it, James. We made it through. <laughs> we keep rising. We, we, we keep rising. We keep rising. We're going to make it to 100. We are. We are gonna do it. Yes, we we took a short break just because we had some life stuff. Like James, (laughs) he works at Gimlet now. Oh the yeah, hell? I was gonna we, save that for the very, very end, but yeah, yeah, well, man. it's the very end now, fam. Like, oh this shit, yeah, this is the end of the show. Yeah, this so is the end of the show. so if you if if you don't like know me IRL or if you don't follow me like on social whatever things, yeah, I just accepted a new position over at Gimlet, so I'm moving from MTV News and gonna be working at Gimlet. If you're unfamiliar with Gimlet, it's a podcasting company, and they work on like some shows like Reply All and startup but the show that i'm going to be working on is the new britney loose project and that's all that i can talk about at this moment um but yeah stay tuned i'm going to be a producer on that show it's gonna be great i'm super excited i love you both very much and um i like what gimlet's doing and yay podcasting we're doing it james we're, we're, we're just gonna just take we're just gonna like make it and just like work our way through every <laughs> podcasting company <laughs> and then just like <laughs> And then just like you just hop around and then like and then just recruit more and more people. Oh my god, sure. And it's gonna be great. I'm so excited for the, the, the overall this takeover. So it's starting, I'm just, guys. I'm just excited that I don't have to go into Manhattan. It's oh, right that's it's right, right. Over Yeah. So I don't have to leave the borough. Oh god, now you're gonna just be a Brooklyn <laughs> douche now. Not even a New Yorker anymore, just be a Brooklyn guy. Oh hey, James. Hey. A is A. Ooh, your Birkenstock. Brooklyn Birkenstocks. Mine. Catch me at Wilma Jeans. Let's get some fried chicken. All right, okay. y'all. <laughs> Share. Let's roll with the credit, shall we? 
yes open ended was produced by james t green and me sheriff vincent uh we are a podcast of post loudness post loudness is a collective of independent audio shows hosted by people of color women and career identified hosts you learn more about them at postloudness.com we're also a proud member of the chicago podcast co-op where you can learn more about them at shypodcastcoop.com and yeah fam we'll be back sometime next week yes no no, well, we're gonna we're gonna try to keep this uh, weekly thing going. I'm okay. putting it out right now. Like, okay. let's let's keep this going. Like, yeah, <clears> fuck <throat> it. Let's, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, let's also, real quick, if you like what you hear, if you want to continue to support us, you can donate. But also, donating a little bit of your time would be even better. You can go to iTunes or Overcast, recommend us, or give us five stars and leave a review. It helps us with more listens. And um, we'll keep us doing this. I mean, we've been doing it for two years now, so we're not going anywhere anytime soon. But we want to help and make this a functional thing. So head over there now. And until then, fam. Keep things open-ended. <laughs>